Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, live, radio contact. Podcast. I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we are Paul Whiteside. All right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, it's been good. It's been really good. I've had a day off work today, Easter Thursday, so uh, I'm not back in work now till next Wednesday, so I always have a little bit of time off at Easter. It's like my Christmas Easter, you know, with it being the, the festival of rugby league. So it's been good. I had a day with my kids, and uh, yeah, just chilling out and looking forward to the, uh, the big match tomorrow. Yeah, celebrating my birthday this week, Paul. 37, getting old. Yeah, yeah, I saw, I saw that. Yeah, happy birthday, mate. I hope you had, uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday, birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yesterday, Paul. Did you do anything exciting? No, not at all. No, <laughs> just chilled out. Went to my son's uh, computer games club, uh, and then came home had a pizza. That's how rock and roll I am at 37. But I was, yeah. I was hoping, you know, you know, like these players, you know, when they're about to retire, and they have pictures of, of them you know, walking across the pitch, clapping and stuff like that. That's that's where I you know where I am. I think I wanted Steve to, to snap me at 37. You know, you know, twilight of me of me playing career at 37. You know I mean? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want. But no, but League Express, you know, front cover, it's your best. 40, nearly 40. You know, me coming, breaking to 37. Nearly 40. Nearly 40. That's that's. Yeah, you know, you're not 40. You've got three years to go get to your 40. True. True. Three years is a long time, mate. A lot can happen in three years. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Fun <laughs> way of looking at it. But yeah, like I say, it's uh, another birthday, another birthday gone. Uh, another year following Sovereign Devils. Another 12 months of fun and excitement doing this, I reckon. Yeah, certainly, mate. Certainly. I'm 37 in uh, in December. It's uh, It doesn't seem like five minutes ago I was 21. I can remember my 21st birthday and it just seems to have flown by. I was, I was saying to one of my mates the other week, he's like, um, I think he's a couple of months older than me. We were saying, like, it doesn't seem like 18 years ago since we was 18, you know, when we was out in a pub every Saturday night, Friday, Saturday night. And now you, you, it's very rare that you go out. And yeah. like, like then we was all thinking about having a drink at Easter and slowly but surely we've all dropped off and there's only me left now who's going out on Saturday night because everyone else is doing something else but sort of 18 years ago there'd be like 20 odd of us who used to go out but I suppose you, your life changes doesn't it and uh, you have kids and uh, your priorities change don't they and that, well, the only thing that doesn't change is you carry on watching Solver every week yeah <laughs> I, was, I think it made me old I went and on the sport zone on Tuesday uh, Matt and James were talking about 1999 and they were like oh it was only what was only it was only two, and I was like, I remember, I remember '99. Now we're back in the glory days, then '1999. Mm. Felt really old. Well, you know, when they, when they, they did, they just off the off the cuff remark, thinking it was you know ages ago. I'm thinking '1999 is when I first discovered the pub because yeah. uh, we just they just left school, and it, there was a couple of mates of mine, uh, Danny Briley and. and and Darren all a couple of other lads went to school with, and uh, we, we all stayed on at school because we failed all our exams because we were thick old and uh, <laughs> we stayed on at school and we used to go to cinema on a Friday night and uh, we were about 16, 17 then. and then we sort of said oh why don't we go out to the boozer this weekend and that's how it all started we got in you know a bit of a dodgy idea and that and then uh, that was it then it was the pub for us every Friday, Saturday then. So, uh, but it, yeah, that was 1999 and it's, it, it doesn't seem that long ago does it but when you look back now how things have changed since then I mean like mobile phones and I didn't even know what the internet was in 1999 we used to have an internet school in the library and it was like something from space you know what the hell is that I can't go on that so uh, and mobile phones it's just mad how it's all changed and it lasts sort of 20 years yeah it's, it's crazy really when you think about you know like you say beer prices and like going Salford away on in 99 and, and spending 30 quid now it's you know beer prices won't even get you in the ground will it 30 quid no no no, I think I said to you a few weeks ago about beer prices in my local when I used to live in Rochdale and uh, 
£1.75, I think it was, for a, for a pint of Foster's or a Carlin or whatever it was. And I remember when it went up to £2 a pint and everyone in the pub was up in arms going, £2 for a pint? Yeah. If you go out now, it's probably about £4 a pint. It, well, £4.50 or something like that for a, for a drink. So it, it's mad now, isn't it, what people pay? And yet you go in a supermarket and you can buy as much as you want for about 10 quid, can't you? So, yeah. you know, that's mad. Ninety nine, I was going into town to twenty ones, doing yeah twenty five quid on beer and getting a taxi on with that as well. You know, yeah, going to going to the rave ups and all that. Yeah. And, uh, there's been some good nightclubs down there, uh, down Deansgate in Manchester. Yeah. You never get in. I could never get in down there though. You know, my ID was dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> all on all on twenty quid basically. Not like these days. You had to wear your school shoes as well. They wouldn't let you in, would they? With trainers yeah. on. Yeah. None of that now. You'd walk in like acting all big, you know, and not, not look, look like it's a natural thing you did. You know what I mean? Because when you first yeah. time you saying, I've done this hundred times. You know what I mean? And more often than not, yeah. if you didn't walk. A mate of mine used to do that. We used to all go out. I lived in Rochdale back then, and we used to go out in a pub and hold a road called the Bay Horse. And uh, one of my best mates from school, they used to come out and his trainers. He says, go home and get your school shoes. We're going out into town. We're going to go in a nightclub. You need your school shoes on. So we used to send him home and get his school shoes. And we never got in anyway, but it's worth a try, isn't it? Yeah, I went to Yates is in Swinton, the bull's head. Uh, What's that now that Yates is doing? Was it, was it like a food place now? Yeah, or you can eat buffet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the bull's head. I think it's, I think it's, was I think it's gonna be a it's gonna be a Weatherspoons. Someone told me it might be a Weatherspoons one day. A lot of places shut down though, aren't they? Yeah, this is it, isn't it? Fair prices and all that and... anyway, we digress. Um loads of things on the on the show this week, Paul. Uh we're gonna review the Rochdale game. We've got interviews with Josh Wood, George Griffin, we've got you and what Owen coaches Karna. We've got your amateur report, and then we're gonna preview the Warrington game. We're gonna leave the news, Paul. Uh Till next week, I think. We're just doing it, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Egon, Egon Roney's great pub guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to leave the news to next week, but I'm being told that they've, uh, they've sold a few tickets for, for tomorrow. Good. Which um, is good news, isn't it? Uh, good Friday. Certainly is. Certainly is. It's a favourite away day of mine, I must admit, Warrington. Yeah. Um, you know, particularly from the old Wilderspool days, I always enjoyed going there. We didn't have the best record in the world. It was always a good atmosphere. And I think it is since they've moved to the Helliwell Jones as well. We always take a good following. It is, it's sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a really partisan atmosphere, isn't it? You know, we all get behind the sticks there and we give them a bit of banter. And it's, it's always a good day out there. I really enjoy yeah. Warrington, I must admit. Well, it's our derby, isn't it, really? I know obviously yeah. Swinton yeah. is the real derby, but obviously Swinton aren't where they need to be or where we need them to be to be. A competitive game, and and obviously Warrington have got witness, but obviously Warren witness being down, kind of gives us an opportunity, done it to 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 uh, you know, give them a game. And you know, did you see that Twitter um, meme where uh, Warrington sent to witness about you know playing us on Friday, and you know are they are they okay with that? Yeah. Like, oh, they <laughs> Well, I, I think I think you've got to hand it to Witness and their uh, their media team because they didn't have shoot Warrington down there. They, they yeah. did a good job because I mean Warrington have won the championship since 1955. I mean, as bad as we've been, we've won it twice since then. And I think Witness had a go at them about that because if you think back, Witness were like the had some real glory days in the 70s and 80s, didn't they? Winning cups and the World Club Challenge. So I think I think Warrington it they shot themselves in the foot there a bit, which was quite funny. Yeah, well, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> But that's the thing is, it's like it's that is that is banter, isn't it? You know what I mean? And, yeah, that's what it's all about, mate. It's stuff, isn't it? That's what it's all about. At the end of the day, right? So what we'll do then. We'll start with the Rochdale game uh, in the Challenge Cup uh, last uh, Friday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail, and this is your big match review. So, Salford Red Devils were victorious against Rochdale, 76 points to 6, Paul. Um, good win for Salford, I thought. I thought they were, you know, throughout they were quite, you know, uh, focused. Uh, intense levels were there. And that's what I, the important thing, I think, because obviously we knew we were going to win the game, uh, but it was by how much and how intense, the, how intense the play was throughout. And I thought they were very, very good. Yeah, well, after 40 beats on the bounce, you, you, you're looking at getting a bit of confidence back out and a bit of free-flowing rugby and playing with, with smiles on your faces again. And I, I thought Hornets deserved a lot of credit because they come into the game and wh- whether they had injuries or whether they rested people, I think they rested a few players on it because they've got a massive Easter coming up you know, in, the, in their league campaign. So they were a bit under strength and the lads who did play for them, I thought they'd give a good account of themselves. They'd come out really positive and they looked dangerous in the first 10 minutes, but obviously we played some good stuff then and, and then blew them away. But what was particularly pleasing was the way 
we were, as you said in, before, in, in tents. We didn't sort of clock off in the second half. We were very consistent throughout the 80 minutes, scoring, you know, more or less the same amount of points in each half. And 76 points is, is, a, is a good points total to score. I think it's about 12 or 13 tries. And that takes some doing that, you know, in rugby league. If you can get over 60 points in rugby league, I think it's a, it's a good performance. And, yeah, it's one of those, Rob... You're not going to get any credit for winning a game like that because everybody expects you to win it, don't they? So you're on a hiding to nothing, really. And um, I think I think the confidence boost it'll give the players is a win. And then uh, you've got that week break now till the Friday after we play Warrington. And this is this is the tough time for us now. Warrington, Wigan and London in a short space of time, which is going to be a really tough time of the season. So the only block for me last week was obviously the injury to Ed Chamberlain, a season-ending ACL injury, which is... Terrible look for Ed. You know, he's had he had trouble with injury this season coming into the season with injury in the close season game against Wigan and then he comes back, he looks really sharp and then and then he's out again. So I really feel for Ed that's a bit of a blow. It is a blow. I, I think he's been really good for us. Both in both seasons he's, he's, he's played for us. Um in who's been though. You know, he could come in and, and, and sort of make a, an impact and, and fill the void left by Chamberlain, but I'm sure, obviously, he'll have the rest of the season off and come back next season, sort of firing. That, and that's what you want, I suppose. Obviously, it is a quite a serious injury, isn't it, that one. So we you know, wish him all the best in his recovery, and hopefully, he'll be uh, be back playing a uh, you know big games for Tottenham next season. Yeah, I hope so because he's a good kid, Ed Chamberlain. He's only a youngster as well, and he's got that he's got that lightning pace off the mark, and not a lot of players have that, you know, ex- real explosive play- pace. And uh, you know, I've been very, very impressed with him since we signed him. I can never understand why Widnes got rid of him. Really good player, and I just hope he, uh, you know, keeps he keeps himself focused. And it must be tough that you know picking up an injury like that and, and missing the season, and you know, you're on the sidelines watching your, your mates play every week. It must be really hard to, to deal with. So uh, I hope he's all right. And he keeps his chin up and he comes back stronger next season yeah sorry what impressed me as well I mean, we just touched on it before didn't we about the intense levels but obviously after that first half we were up 40 points for six players kept going even though Chamberlain got injured I was thinking here's a drop off here but they kept going didn't they they kept scoring tries even when Jackson Hastings went off even though he wasn't very happy about going off uh, he kept playing and kept scoring that's what it is I think it's about staying in the zone and I think that's what they did uh, against Rochdale even though Rochdale you know they did try hard but we were streets ahead, weren't we? And the players went through the, the positive motions. I thought about the, the intensity was there. You know, they were snapping the tackles, even in the last sort of two or three minutes of the game, they forced the dropout, didn't they, to Rock, against Rochdale. And things like that where you where you think, you know, the boys are focused, they're, they know what they're doing uh, and it holds well uh, moving forward, I think. Yeah, it certainly does. And if you look at the way Niall Levels played the game, Niall was really, really sharp on, on Friday night. I know when you play in the side like on, it's no disrespect to him. You're going to get a bit more space, aren't you? And you, you've got a chance to, to play a bit more because they're not as quick round the rook and the defence isn't as sharp as uh, what a Super League side would be. But like I said before, you can only play the team in front of you. And I thought we played it really well. And it took us into the hat for the last 16 in the Challenge Cup. And you know, with the way this, this, the cup's structured these days, it doesn't take that many wins to get to Wembley. And I mean, look at the sides who finished in the top eight last season. They come straight in in the last 16. So you've only got to win one, two, three games and you're at Wembley. So, um, you know, we've got quite a quite a good draw, I thought, in the next round as well. Home tie, which you can't argue with. And, um, you know, I'm getting a bit excited now. I love the Challenge Cup. absolutely love it. And, um, you know, can't wait for the next round now, mate. Yeah, Hawking to Rollers at home on Saturday. Is that right? The Saturday game, I think that's what I think. It is Saturday, yeah. It is a Saturday, yeah, yeah. You want to play it on the Saturday, don't they? Which is which is good, I suppose. You know, you've got to play them. I think they did the Premier end of the Premier League in it on Sunday, so they need to. If you put, if, I don't, no idea, Rob. I think they don't want to gamble. Is it the end of the Premier League? I'm not too sure. Yeah. I know we play St. Helens the Friday after, don't we? Yeah. So it's a short turnaround if you play the, play the Sunday, but I'm not sure what football's that weekend. But um, I think, the, like you said, the Premier League's on the Sunday, isn't it? But, but no, Saturday's a good day. Saturday afternoon, two o'clock kickoff as well. And, um, you know, there should be a good crowd looking. Some Rose will bring a big following. If you can get through that one, you're into the quarterfinals. And just looking at the draw, I'm, I'm pretty sure Halifax drew, is it Dewsbury? So there's going to be a, a Division One team in, in the quarterfinals. So you know it's exciting times. And looking at that draw, it was really really interesting because Wigan drew Warrington. So there's going to be a big side out there. Cass got Hull. Another big team will be out. Huddersfield got St. Helens, and I think Leeds got Bradford as well. So you know you'd expect Leeds to win that game. But that's a, it's a real thrilling uh, thrilling prospect. It was a really good draw, I thought, and it threw up some really interesting ties. Yeah, just make sure our ball's warm. 
next round so we can play <laughs> <out. laughs> this, uh, this, this uh, second division side and then we'll be buzzing then I think uh, then we can look forward to another semi-final well let's hope so I mean I was talking to somebody in the week about semi-finals I can't remember it was now we were saying um, you know it's anybody's once you get to that semi-final you get in a semi-final and it's all on the day then isn't it I mean form goes out of the window really I mean obviously if you're a good side you'll probably progress but it depends where your head's at in a semi-final, and they can uh, they can lead either way. And there's been shocks in semis before, so uh, you know if we can get through that, I think it's it's the case of one game at a time. I don't think you can overlook Cookingston Rovers. They're a well-drilled side. You know Tim Sheem's coaching them as well. We had a really tight game with them this season already, aren't we? 24-22 at their place, so that that's going to be tough. They've got some good players, so we'll concentrate on that one when it comes because it'll be an hard game. Yeah, I think it's just finding a way to win. That's what top teams do, don't they? And that and that's and that's the Challenge Cup, obviously pressure. Pressure cooker atmosphere, isn't it? When you get to the later rounds, yeah. you need to deliver. If, you, if obviously the, the chances come and you know that the ball's in the right place, you get the ball down and it's happy days. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, see. we'll see. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure Ian Watson's got a plan. The players will be focused and up for it, and uh, hopefully, we'll be celebrating a win and progressing through to the next round. Yeah, definitely. We've got some tough league games before then, Rob. We've got a really intense fixtures. I was looking at my fixtures today, and you know, after the after the London game, I think we've got Leeds. Uh, we've got Hull we've got Hull care at Magic Weekend and I'm sure we play St. Helens away as well not that long away and Hull and Hull away so we've got some really really tough fixtures coming this is a pivotal sort of month of the season now the sort of end of April and May May is going to be a really pivotal month that could shape where we're going to finish so uh, that's really important we uh, we hit the ground running I think and start getting some points particularly over the Easter we've got Wigan and Warrington which are going to be two really really tough games but we could do with at least two points out of the two games I'd say yep yep Anyway, back to Rochdale. <laughs> we digress slightly. Sorry. Uh, we've got. Um, I, I spoke to Josh Woods and George Griffin after the game, and this is what they have to say. So I'm joined by Josh Wood. Good win, that. Good to be back on the field. Yeah, definitely. It's been too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been working quite all the while for this. I've uh, just had a few niggles with the shoulder after the shoulder in, uh, the shoulder operation. Just had a few problems, but I'm just glad we're back out there now. You're not a very good watcher. It gets frustrating, I suppose. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's not it's not good being outside line, knowing you can't do anything. Uh, but it's definitely good for me back out there, lads. Obviously, you got Joey Lewis, you got Logan Tonkins competing in your position. A lot of fans have been looking out for you. Hopefully, you know, continue the good form from last season. Yeah, hopefully. That's that's what I'm aiming for. Pick up that where I was last year. Um, but it's just making sure the shoulders right and everything else will come from it. So, feeling good. After today as well, I did 40 minutes today, tested it, and feels really good, so I'm pleased. Yeah, well, obviously, Challenge Cup, through to the next round. You know, who are you looking for? Anyone at home? Oh, I'm not fussed. We're not, we're not bothered. Uh, after that performance today, we stuck to our game plan. Uh, didn't get too giddy, uh, even though we could have chased the, the, score, the, the, the scoreboard and put probably some more points, but was looking forward to, well, was looking for the game plan against Warrington, what we're going to do next week, and... We stuck, we stuck to it, so it's good. Yeah, obviously Easter coming up as well. Um, how do you prepare for that prepare as, as a player? You know, two quick games in, in such a small time. Uh, yeah, it, it, is, it is tough, but it's what we get paid to do, isn't it? So, yeah, it's, it's a bit tough with a small squad, but we've got tough, tough players, so we'll, we'll, be, we'll do all right. We'll do, we'll do good. Cheers. Big thanks to our in demo detail. So I'm George by, joined by George Griffin. Good win, that. Good, to, good to be through to the next round. Uh, it was, mate. You know, um, after coming off the back of four losses, we needed something like that and to get the ball back in our hands. And I've been all the time. You know, um, there's still a bit of scratchy bits, but um, you know, pleased to get the win. Yeah, obviously, I thought intensity was there throughout. Kept going, kept scoring tries. Good signs. It was, mate. Yeah, and it was a credit to uh, Rochdale that they kept turning up. To be fair, and we, we had to defend well at, at times. And um, but you know, you, you give us the amount of ball and. and uh, to, Players like Jacko and Robbie like take take us around the field. I thought Niall was awesome as well tonight. You know, and we're going to score some points here. Yeah, obviously Easter coming up. How as a player do you prepare for that? Obviously, two games in such a quick time. Is it tough? Oh, of course it is, mate. You know, especially like in the forwards. Um, you know, if you double up o- over Easter, it's it is hard on the body. But you just got to you know do the right things, do the rehab recovery you need to do, and um, hopefully you get your body in the right uh, place to play the next game. Cheers, big thanks to us in the devil detail. That was Josh Wood and George Griffin. Obviously, both happy that they got through to the next round. Josh Wood, in particular, Paul, sort of happy that he got 40 minutes under his belt after his injury. Um, and I think he did him well. I think him and Logan Tompkins both, you know, asked lots of questions, I thought, of Rochdale uh, on Friday. 
Yeah, Josh Wood's brother, Callum, played for, for Rochdale Hornets as well, didn't he? I saw the photograph of the two of them after the, after the match, so that was a, a nice touch. But just going back to Josh Wood, he, he's a player I've been asking what about every week. You know, when's Josh back? When's he coming back into the team? And, you know, he's, he's protected him really, hasn't he? And he's been a bit of a conundrum. We've not been sure about his injury and when he's going to come back. And he was probably nervous going into that game. You know, how his, how his body would react to contacts and things like that. And I thought he did really well. He looked really sharp. And he's very pleased for him because Josh has, has progressed really, really well for Salford, hasn't he? And, uh, been a shining light the last couple of seasons. So it was good to see him back out there and uh, looking forward to seeing him again over Easter. Yeah, and obviously George Griffin putting a shift in as well. You know, last few weeks he, he makes a lot of tackles, doesn't he? And, and, and takes a lot of ball in. Kind of forward you need in a, a big pack. Yeah, and he's chipping him for it with a few tries as well, and he got a couple against Catalan Dragons away from home, and he scored it again on on Friday night. So uh, he has he's been all action this season. We've got quite a lot of forwards like you look at lots of Jansen Turgut as well, who, who didn't play at the weekend, and you know guys like Gil Dudson. Just speaking about Gil Dudson, I saw Gil Dudson at the weekend. <laughs> he rec- I think he recognised me as well. I was I took my kids to. Uh, me and my missus took my kids to Delamere Forest on, on Sunday. We had a little walk around this lovely place. And um, we, we were just coming back out and there was a little cafe outside and Gil Dudson was sat outside it with his kids and he sort of looked at me and sort of smiled. So, But my <laughs> missus went, don't don't be going over talking to us. I said, oh no, I'll leave him alone. He's with his, his kids. I didn't really want to go my head in, but no, that was my little claim to, to fame this weekend. <laughs> oh no, not him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that's what I thought. I thought, I can't go my head in. No, no, I think, I think he's been really good in this season. I know... When we signed Gil, I saw it on quite a few of the social media, you know, pages saying, "Oh, what have we signed him for? This, this, that, and the other." And you know, people, a few people didn't seem to have faith in him because he come from from witness who struggle. But I think he's really knuckled down. And he, we said it last week. I think you said it. He's been an eight out of ten performer every week, and you can't really question his commitment and the way he runs the ball. And I think he's one of our top performers, and uh, delighted for him as well. He's a nice lad. Yeah, obviously, you know, he is a nice. I spoke to him a few times. Uh, and very impressed, obviously. You know, when you sign, when he when he come, you know, when he first came, didn't really know what to expect. But you know, he's he's a solid cornerstone of our packing. He puts the effort in week in week out, makes his tackles, you know, takes his drives in, and that's that's you know, teams are built around players like that, aren't they? Yeah, they are, and and sometimes supporters will raise eyebrows when you sign certain players. I remember uh, a couple of years ago, was it 2017 when we first signed Chris Wellham? There were loads of people on sort of Facebook and Twitter sort of saying, well, what have you signed him for? But he's been a really good signing. And Ian Watson seems to have that knack of being able to, to bring players in who are not sort of, don't want to disrespect these players, not like sort of world superstar international players, but good solid players who will do a really good job for you. And we've got quite an abundance of those in our in our team. And, uh, you know, you, you need players like that who, who can stand up and be consistent week in, week out. And we've got players like that and, uh, and Chris and, and Gil Dudson, Ed Chamberlain, these sort of blokes. Um, you know, Ian's brought them in and they're doing a good job for him. Yeah, talking about Ian Watson, you spoke to him after the game and this is what you have to say. Coach's Corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me. It must be nice to get back to winning ways yep. after the last couple of weeks. Challenge Cup, yep. you must be up top of your priority list this season. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We spoke at the beginning of the season and we want to be a team that competes all the time and we want to be up there to try and win something as well. And the Challenge Cup, probably for the kind of the size of our squad, it's a, a realistic kind of target for us to make sure that we can we can go and compete and try and win that trophy. After weeks of me asking you about Josh Wood, he finally yeah, comes in yes. and plays today. Yeah. You must be pleased to get him back out on the field. Yeah, made up. I'm really happy for kind of Josh as well because he had a really tough time of it as well. So we spoke early in the week and he was making the right noises again and we just said, look, how do you feel? And he just said, yeah, I think I'm ready. I want to give it a go. So we just thought this is a good opportunity to get him out there as well. Um, getting in with Logan, um, Tyrone McCaff coming in, um, Junior Sal coming back in and getting minutes before Easter it's a massive plus for us really How do you think Logan went tonight? He seemed to do a lot of running from dummy half I was impressed with him tonight Yeah I thought he did really well I thought he's coming in kind of, people have got an opportunity when they come in to, uh, to play and they've got to perform to kind of keep the shirt in there and I thought Logan coming in has done a great job I thought Josh Wood coming in as well has done a good job as well there but I thought Logan kind of helped get us a bit more composed and stay with our processes a little bit longer because he's a little bit more experienced into than probably Joey and um, Woody at this moment in time so he'll be a big plus for us going forward some well worked tries now Lovers getting in for, for four tries I thought you should have had five there at the end I think yeah. you brought him back for um, was it crossing yeah, or obstruction? Crossing obstruction.
a bit harsh that one. <laughs> but the, um, the only sort of low point tonight is Ed Chamberlain. Yeah. And you probably don't know so much yet how he's gone on, but does it look like an ACL sort of knee problem? Yeah, it is a knee problem. We're, we're up, it's not an ACL. Um, we're fingers crossed for that because that also means his season will be over because he's, he's been a great kind of sign. He's already had bad luck with injury this season yeah, as well. Yeah, we had them six weeks at the beginning of the season where he did his ankle and he's kind of come back now and he's obviously pit, pit this up so listen oh, fingers crossed he'll get scammed tomorrow fingers crossed it's not as bad as what we first um, f- are fearing and on the flip side of that that gave the opportunity to Christian Inu to kick goals yeah. and he kicked six from six in the second yeah, half I think, and um, doing pretty good kick. so that's give you another headache now yeah, well, it's not an headache he's got the job on it so. he's got the job for Friday so he's, <laughs> yeah. the other job for, so he's in the side for Friday so yeah, that's good to see but how do you feel your centres went because you had Junior Sal coming in tonight yeah. you had Christian Inu you had that bit more power out there is that yeah. something you're going to be looking for with the Easter yeah period? I think yeah we're, we're going to have to utilise him um, you could see from Junior in his first half he was just struggling a little bit there because it's obviously game match fitness yeah. and game time um, he's not played for a while same with Logan and Woody as well we're going to have to be smart with them over the Easter period so we're probably not going to be able to throw him in for the two games we'll have to utilise our squad which us as a small squad anyway probably needs to be smart with how we do that as well So, but I'm really pleased with all the guys who come back in they've got the game time under the belt and hopefully that helps them going forward now to Easter Who do you fancy in the next round would it be another home time would you yeah. take anybody at home Yeah I'm <laughs> And that we've been good away, haven't we, this year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, look, um, home's where you want you want teams. Um, so, look, you've, you've got to beat everyone at some point. So, we, we'll just be happy to get a home draw and then see where we go from there. But we, we want to make sure that we, we're winning these just games. Just looking forward to Easter and, and go Friday. I know we spoke the other week about Hull yep. wanting to bounce back after their 60 point iron into yeah. Warrington. You know what's happened tonight, don't Yeah, you? I've just seen the Warrington. <laughs> yeah, that, to be fair, that doesn't interest me. We, we, we've got to just focus on ourselves. We probably. We, we, we knew that was happening on the, the back it of the It always seems one. to happen to us. Yeah, we always it, seem to get teams does, on the bounce yeah. back. We've we we just got to get used to it, haven't we, and yeah. deal with it. So, yeah, we've got to look to it, look forward to a great um, game down at um, Warrington now. And they said, we'll just feel them. But. <laughs> As you mentioned a few weeks ago, no-one's really bust us up this season. You must yeah, be confident no. now going into the Easter period. Yeah, I'm, it, we, we, we've got some really good kind of systems about us, some processes in attack and good systems in D. Um, and the boys just buying into that and believing that they do the job really well and teams struggle to break us down. We've, we've just conceded silly little tries through lapses of concentration, so hopefully we can clear them up and then um, go to Warrington and um, get the result. How's Dan Murray doing? I had to yeah. ask about him because a few supporters have said he's quite a fan's favourite, Dan. Oh, a few supporters right, okay. have asked me to yeah. ask you how yeah. Dan Murray's doing. Is, yeah. Could he be back over here? So his ribs won it a few weeks ago. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I'm hoping so. He's a, look, he's a great kid, Dan. I can tell why everyone likes him as well. Yes, he's, he's got like a fan club. He has yeah, got a he's, fan he's club. He's one of them guys who just keeps going. He just turns up and he's, he's tough. Um, so yeah hopefully he's alright um, maybe I'll not test him out this time and we'll get someone else to test him yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe but yeah no he's, he's alright Dizzy is we was hoping he might have been alright this week to kind of jab up and have a little look but we just thought it's not worth the risk to jab him um, this week so let's see where we get to before the Warrington because I know he'll want to play against them what other positives can you take out of tonight well, just the way we kind of professional, um, real professional team. If you look at kind of probably some, well, probably some of the fixtures already with the Halifax um, beating London, Hulke are nearly getting beat off Lee. Yeah. Um, us coming into the game and having a kind of real resilience for us to get the job done, really, and not take our foot off the off the gas. I think that's what it was because a lot of teams can't sort of. If you get forty points in the first half, it's very hard to replicate that in yeah, the second half, it? and you nearly did that tonight. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's it? We spoke about certain things we wanted to have a little look at in that second half as well. So that that was important for us. It just keeps the the boys switched on to what their job is. All the best this week in training. Brilliant. Good luck on Good Friday. Cheers. Thanks, Paul. So, Ian Watson, after the game, Paul, happy with what he saw? Yeah, he certainly was. He was in a really good mood after the game. And it's um, it was nice to see as well because he has been um, quite cross the last couple of weeks, for want of a better word, after um, after some of the, the defeats we've had. And in particular, the whole game, he was... Uh, I think he was a bit upset about that game and the way certain players had performed. So it was nice to see him with a smile on his face. It's always nice to get the win. And I think we needed that performance. And uh, obviously, he's got some things to work on now. Christian Inu, we saw him come into the side and, and score a try. So he's got a couple of games under his belt. Now, Aaron Walker's progressing now and building up his game time as well, isn't he? So, uh, you know, like I said before, the only thing he was disappointed was the, about the, the Ed Chamberlain injury. Yeah. Well, obviously, cup competitions are important to us as a club. Does Ian Watson start prioritising the cup over the league? When does that happen, or does it not? Does he go for both? No, I think we spoke about this last week, didn't we? Um, about the league um, on last week's show. I think it's it is a pivotal month now because the sides below us, the likes of Leeds and, and Wigan, who I can see turning the corner and picking points up, and then you've got London Broncos who are down there. I think they're only two. I think they're only two points behind us on six. 
and we've got to play them. And if you if you go down there and get beat, all of a sudden you're getting dragged into that relegation mire, aren't you? And we're not a million miles away. It's so tight this season at the moment, Super League. If you go on like a bad run, you're going to get dragged into that. So it's, it's vital we stay clear of that, that relegation spot and, and keep keep winning matches. I don't think you can prioritise one over the other. Um, not for me anyway. I'd, I'd love us to win the Challenge Cup, but I don't know. There's, there's a part of me that would probably say, yeah, let's win the Challenge Cup and I don't care if we get relegated. Um, as long as we win the cup, because we'd bounce back anyway. But I don't know what what would you go on that one? Because there's, there's been times in the past where I've said that. So, well, I can I can take a relegation if we win the cup because that'll soften the blow. But the way rugby league seems to work now, and the money that's involved in the game, if you do go down, it's not as easy to come back as it sort of was ten or fifteen years ago, is it? So I don't know. It's a tough one. I think we've just got to keep playing our game and, and, and winning matches where we can, and just see if we can stay away from that bottom bit. Because at the moment we've got a bit of a cushion. Yeah. For me, Paul, you've got to stay up. You've got to, yeah, you've got to I compete. Think so. and I think this club, obviously a lot of people say, oh, winning a Challenge Cup would change everything. Yeah, it would. Yeah, drop it would yeah. People will want to jump on that man wagon and, and get, us in a Salford, get themselves in a Salford shirt. They'd probably all go to the semi-final. They'd probably all go to the final. But then, would they come back or would they wait until the next semi-final? Because I think it's more, it's more important, I think, that we're consistently in that top sort of five six yeah the league yeah. people watch you know read newspapers they watch tv you know yeah. they see the internet they see Salford at the top of the league and it, it's more of a you know a statement to see Salford are up there competing with positive news stories from the press telling us how good players are and, and what they're doing in the community builds that kind of aura of what the club are you know wanting to achieve so for me yeah it'd be great to win the club but, for, but really i'd rather finish a top five for the next yeah. five years, then win a cup. Yeah, that, I think that's what we, this, this is what we need. That's what the club needs. It, yeah, I do understand the romance of winning a Challenge Cup and it would be amazing. But if we want to grow as a club and grow our fan base, we need to be consistently good for five years. Yeah, I think a relegation would just undo all the hard work that's been done this season. I think you're right. I think it's a, from more from a selfish point of view, I'd love to see us win the cup before I'm too old to go. Um, or I should have to keep waiting for that one. But I know what you mean about when you say about bandwagons and that. If, yeah, I think people would get on it for a semi final and a final, but it's if they come back for the, for the bread and butter games. If you, if you go back to the last season at the Willows, I've made, I've made this point loads, I think, to people in the past. There was about 11,000 there, wasn't there, for the last game against Catalan? And that to me was a bit of a bandwagon. But if you if you went back a couple of weeks before, played all car on a Friday night in the cup, got beat twenty five nil. And I remember standing at the scoreboard and and there was about twelve hundred there that night, thirteen hundred. So that's a bread and butter game, isn't it? You know, and people won't always go to them sort of games. But if you're winning consistently, then they will. So yeah, I think I think that's nail on the head there. I mean, the Challenge Cup's great, but it is. Bit of a bandwagon, isn't it? So we, we need to be consistent in the league and, and over a, over a period of time to grow the club and, and you know stability and, and stay in the Super League. I think. I think I think the club's better prepared for the bandwagon this time than it has been in the past because obviously people will jump on a bandwagon and, and buy tickets. And I think you know we get emails from the club now, don't we? You know they've, they've got you know people's emails and, and telephones and they're able to, to sort of contact potential fans now. So. I think they have things in place now which you probably didn't do at the time to kind of catch the wave and, and ride it, hopefully. I hope so. I hope so, mate, because they seem pretty good on the on the emails and, and things like that now, don't they? And they're, on the, they're on the case with that, so I'd like to think so if we did progress. But, yeah, let's not talk ourselves out of the Challenge Cup this season. I'd love no. us to win. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, th- I think we've got the, the capabilities to, to, to challenge on, on both fronts, haven't we? Uh, like I said before, we've got a, a, a good draw, a tough draw, but a good draw. So there's no reason why we can't beat Wilkinson Rovers. And then, um, you know, these, these games that we've got coming off are going to be difficult. But we've, we've proved this season. You know, we've won, what, three three games away from home. And, and, and they've been good wins as well, haven't they? Look at what we did in France. If we can sort of replicate that sort of form, you know, we should be able to challenge, challenge most teams. And as what I've said the last couple of weeks, we've not been busted by anybody really apart from Leeds. So, um, so we've just got to find that consistency. And he says it on his interview, doesn't he? The last few weeks in the, the league games where we've lost about individual errors and and sorting those sort of things out. And if we can and find that consistency, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I think like I said it's all about playing in the zone, isn't it? And that's and that's yeah. what I think Ian Watson's kind of a, trying to achieve it here, really. You know, keeping the players in the in the zone as as long as they can against these big against any team, really. Because obviously it all comes about all comes down to. 
how your trade sets and who, who breaks first. And, you know, as long as we are able to perform that optimum level for as long as we can, it gives us, you know, more of a chance to, to, to come out on top next time now. Definitely. And I think I think this Super League this season, 2019, I think it's been one of the closest I've known for a long time. There's not a lot to separate the teams. I think you've got Wig- sorry, Warrington and St. Helens have looked a class above the rest of us at the moment. And then, the, and then the rest of the teams all seem much of a muchness because I've just been watching um, the first half of Castleford and, and Wakefield tonight and Castleford had 20 odd points up at half time and you think, blimey, when we played Wakefield and Cass, they lost both those games but they were both very similar matches and, and I couldn't really, really split, split those two so it's really unpredictable um, and most teams can beat each other on the day. Look at London, they've been away to, to Leeds and won, they beat Wigan at home so it really is a, a tight season and I, and I wouldn't like to say where I think it's going to finish bottom because I don't know, most people will say London, won't they? But it's going to be really, really interesting to, to see how the, the season pans out. thing is, though, with Castleford, uh, sorry, with Wakefield, that's Johnson's injured, isn't he? Johnson, yeah. Mason, Mason Caton Brown's uh, yeah. played tonight. He's come back and he scored a fantastic try in the first half. Really acrobatic, acrobatical try, you know, mm. diving in at the corner. Well, it might be psychological because they're thinking, you know, he's not on the field. You know, somebody else needs to find something. And obviously, they're not, are they? Oh, I know. I don't know the score at the moment, but you know it, it was twenty-two four. I think at halftime or twenty-two six. Four tries to one in the first half. Good, yeah. good game. We're talking like if Wakefield might do a stunning comeback, and then we look around. Yeah, they might be. I think they might be just over. So something else on in the front room now. But <laughs> <laughs> I've taped it. I've taped yeah, it. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, that was our review of the uh, Rochdale game. Uh, next up on the Devil of Detail, what we're going to do? We're going to do the amateur report with Paul. Here is this week's Devil in the Detail Amateur Report. We'll start off with the National Conference League this week. Hunslet Cup, Rochdale Mayfield on Saturday, 31 points to 22 in the Premier Division. In Division 1, Saddleworth Rangers were beaten. It was a tight game, though. Wigan St. Pat's 30, Saddleworth Rangers 26. And in Division 3, a bit of a mixed bag for our local sides. A good win for Oldham St. Hans. They won away from home at Dewsbury Celtic. Dewsbury Celtic riding high in the league as well, with five wins from their opening uh, seven games. It was a great win for Oldham St. Hans. They won by 34 points to 6. Hewith beat Waterhead Warriors by 72 points to 6 and Salford City Roosters were beaten at home to the Hunslet Warriors by 34 points to 6. There's no games this weekend for the National Conference League due to the Easter break. Moving on to the North West Men's League in the Premier Division, Rochdale Mayfield A14, Holton Farm with Hornets 42, Division 1, Hindley 36, Oldham St Anne's A12, Folly Lane 16, Blackbrook 34. In Division 2, Manchester Rangers 18, Charlie Panthers 48 and Wigan St Jude's A44, Berry Broncos 44. What a cracking game that sounds. In Division 4, Garswood Stags 32, Carries and Rhinos 28. And Division 5, Bolton Met 60, Salford City Roosters A16. And Wigan Springview A4, Higginshaw 44. There are no fixtures this coming Saturday because of the Easter break. The Northwest Youth League in the under-18s, Premier Division. Lee Minor Rangers 52, Oldham St Anne's 6. Waterhead Warriors 32, Lee East 24 in Division 2 of the under-18s, Salford City Roosters 14, Burtonwood 32. And in the under-16s, Division 2, West Horton Lions 18, Burtonwood 16. And in Division 3 of the under-16s, just one result there, Leyland Warriors 32, Berry Broncos 8. There are no Northwest Youth League this week due to the break for Easter. As we mentioned last week, it was the Challenge Cup this Coming this week, just gone, sorry. It was round five. I've got the results for you, and I've also got the draw that's just been made for the last 16 of the Challenge Cup round six. The results for round five Bradford Bulls 27, Featherstone Rovers 26. That was golden point extra time that one. Featherstone Rovers, they were well up in that game. I think there was 26 points to eight up in that game at one stage. So Bradford Bulls mounting a fantastic comeback, and they've been rewarded with a plum draw as well in the next round, which I'll tell you about in a second. Doncaster 16, Batley Bulldogs 16. Doncaster went through as well. They won that one in extra time. Halifax 24, London Broncos 16, Hulkingston Rovers 
14, Lee Centurion 10, Leeds Rhinos 78, Workington Town 6, Salford Red Devils 76, Rochdale Hornets 6, Thato Heath Crusaders 10, Dewsbury Rams 36 and Widnes Vikings 44, York City Knights 12. So the draw has just been made on the BBC. This is Monday night when I'm recording this. It's just been made for the last 16 of the Challenge Cup and here it is. Well, Salford with the first team out, number 11 in the draw. We drew Hulkingston Rovers at home. Dewsbury Rams are at home to Halifax. Warrington are at home to Wigan. As I said, Bradford got a plum draw. They drew Leeds at home, so an all-Yorkshire derby there. Hull will play Castleford. Catalans Dragons will play Doncaster. Huddersfield are at home to St. Helens. And Wakefield have drawn witness. Those ties will be played on the 11th and 12th of May, the weekend of the 11th and 12th of May. I presume there'll be some games on the Friday and the Thursday as well. But that's the draw. Salford, Hull, KR, Dewsby, Halifax, Warrington, Wigan, Bradford, Leeds, Hull against Castleford, Catalans against Doncaster, Huddersfield against St. Helens, and Wakefield against Witness. Can't wait for that. And uh, I'm sure Salford will have a tough test there against Hulking Swords, but we can't argue with a home draw. That sounds good to me. So that's all I've got for you this week. I shall see you on Friday at Warrington for our Good Friday fixture against the Warrington Wolves. So, Paul, that was your amateur report. And as it's Easter, we're ready for our extravaganza. We'll start off with a Good Friday game against uh, Warrington. It's time so Warrington at the Halliwell Jones Stadium. Good Friday, Paul. Super excited. Lots of Reds going down. Our derby. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, it certainly is. I'm looking forward to it. You know, it's always a tough game against Warrington. I think there's a bit of extra spice, isn't there, as well, you know, with the ex Salford players in the side. You've got Ben Murdoch Masilla playing there, Lamatars has been playing for him, Stefan Ratchford. So there's a bit of um bit of needle in, in the game, I think, as well. And um, there always is when we play Warrington. I think it is a bit of a rivalry now, but they're, they're on the back of a hiding as well. They got hammered at St. Helens last week, 38-12 in the league. So they'll be, uh, be looking to, to bounce back this week against us. So uh, it's going to be a really tough afternoon, I think. You know, Warrington like to throw the ball around. They've got big set of forwards and uh, plenty of pace as well. So and Blake Austin has looked awesome this season in the games I've seen him. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's exciting and it's going to be a big test. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, full of, full of stars. Daryl Clark, I think he's so important for Warrington. Uh, Atkins, you know, he's getting on a bit now, but he, he knows where the line is. Um, yeah, full of full of good talent. Westwood always sort of there and thereabouts. Then Westwood, and he kind of like everyone gives him, you know, dogs abuse, but he's a class player who always seems to to do something against us. He wasn't in their squad actually against St. Helens last week, so I don't know whether he's injured or not, Rob. No, he's in uh, the... Or suspended? Is he suspended? Yeah, no, he's in the squad this week. Is he in the squad this week? Yeah, he didn't play last week. But yeah, he's a good player. I think he's older than you. I think he's about 38, isn't he? He's getting on a bit. So yeah. um, Chris Hill's a tough forward. Mike Cooper. And you've got some young forwards. You know, ben Curry, Jack Hughes. He's a, um, he's, he's a really good player. And, and Joe Philbin. Well, as you said before, Ben Murdoch, Masilla, and then the, the backs as well, like Toby King, Tom Lynham, they, they've got pace, haven't they? And, and, and good wingers, and Stefan Ratchford's a quality player, isn't he? You know, playing at full-back, he's a very elusive footballer as well, and a great kicking game. So they are the sort of ultimate side, Warrington, really, and you know, I, th- I think they're going to be up there challenging at the end of the season, aren't they? I'm, I'd probably fair to pick two teams for the grand final at the moment, it'd be Warrington and St. Helens. So uh, they're the teams to beat, aren't they? So if we can go there and, and give a good account of ourselves, that'll just show where, where we're at. Yeah, but the pressure's going to be building on Warrington, obviously. <coughs> last week, they'll need to come back on, get back on the arse. But, you know, we've got some good players in our squad. You know, if we stay in the zone, you know, we, we could really unsettle Warrington, I think. And, you know, we've got some, you know, real class, like you said, and people who, who graft as well. I think an interesting... Uh, Obviously, looking at our 19, Lusick and Wood in in, in the 19. Um, obviously, Wood come back from injury against Rochdale. I think it's going to be important then to you know get a bit of movement around the rook and, and test that one in the pack. Yeah, I think so. I think so, Rob. We've got a fairly mobile pack, haven't we? Um, you know, Warrington. There, they've got a couple of players who are knocking a bit. Chris Hill and and Mike Cooper and. 
Yeah, I think um, I think we could have the number on there in the forwards. They're big. They've got a big set of forwards, and the weather's going to be pretty good. I think on, on Good Friday, so we, we need to to get to tire them out, get them doing plenty of work. I think the kicking game is going to be vital as well. If we can keep the ball on the floor, kick it behind them big wingers. You know, Tom Lyon's a big bloke. If you can tire him out and, and get that ball behind him and get him turning, and uh, you know you got to watch Josh Charlie as well. He's a, he's a good finisher. He's a sharp bloke. So you need to seem to be on him. We need to number up on them. So I'm not so sure who Ian's going to pick as his centres, but I think we might be going with Junior Sow and uh, and Christian Inu out there, a bit of size out, out wide to sort of combat the threat that they've got. Yeah, like I said it's selection. You know, competition for places, isn't it, Paul? And you know, with Inu uh, back, you know, available, Olfert, Bibby, Sow. You know, well, and you know they're all they're all quality players. You know, on the day, and I'm sure, you know, no one's guaranteed a place either. That's going to kind of like inspire him on to put in big performances, and you know, a couple of big performances the next few weeks. Like Ian Watson has said it in the past, you play well, you own the shirt, and that's what these boys are going to be trying doing, aren't they? Well, that's right. Yeah, so guys like Jake Bibby, Junior Salvo, you know, Chris Wellham, they've, they've got to work hard now and keep the place because you've got Ken Seal who's going to come back. I think he'll be due back round about the Magic weekend, which is getting on for the end of May. So he should be back in the side then. So he'll be breathing down the next and after his place in the team because he looked really good before he got his injury. So, so yeah, like I said before, it was, it was disappointing to lose um, Ed Chamberlain. We've got Greg Johnson who's still out as well. So we have got people who'll be coming back soon. So... They've got to work hard and keep the shirt, haven't they? Because we've got Josh Jones as well. Don't forget, he can play in the centre. So Ian's got a bit of a bit of movement there. But the only worrying thing at the moment is our squads. Our squads quite thin on the on the ground, isn't it? Really, I think we've only got about twenty six players in the squad anyway. So we this time over Easter now we we really really need to make sure we don't get any. I know it's hard to to say that you don't get any injuries, but that's what I'm worrying about over Easter. I'm just praying we can get through these two games and and not pick anything serious up. Because you don't want to be going to London half cooked in a couple in a week on Saturday with uh, with a load of injuries, do we? So, so yeah, it's about how he manages that. But we have we've got competition for places now, definitely. Yeah, it's going to be uh, super exciting. Give us your uh, score prediction, Paul. Just one second. Give um, us first. Why you? What did you say, sorry? Give us the weather first. It's going to be nice tomorrow. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be warm, I think. According to my phone, I've been monitoring it all week, you know, because I've had a bit, well, today I've had a kid, I'm off now to Wednesday, so I always check the weather, and um, it's going to be nice, mate. So I've gone for um, Warrington, 18, Salford, 24. 18-24. That's my heart prediction. I go heart and head every week, me, Paul. Heart and head every week. Um, I'm thinking, Good Friday, Salford, Backing up a good performance against Rochdale. Warrington getting battered last week. Might be on a bit of a wobble. So, I'm going to go Warrington 12, Salford 38. 38-12 and a hat-trick for Jackson Aston. Hmm. So, I'll tell you what, you don't do things by half, you do you? No, no. We're going to win. We're going to win. I'll go down as one of the greatest, greatest, greatest Good uh, Friday wins of all time. So, what's your head prediction then? I go. I told you, I go heart and head every week. Oh, so it's the same, right? Okay. Same every week because I, because obviously I look at my heart. Then obviously we we won't. We, if we were going off my heart, we wouldn't concede, and we'd win thirty-eight nil. But I know the boys are going to get tired, and I know Warrington will want to, you know, get a couple of tries towards the end to make it look a bit more respectable. I tell you what, you want to get some money on that because thirty-eight twelve Warrington, you win a bloody fortune. <laughs> <laughs> for us to win by that many, there, I bet the, the odds are pretty good. Yeah, I bet the odds are good for that. But why? But why not, Rob? We've got to believe, haven't we? I mean, it's a similar score to that two years ago, wasn't it? When we won in twenty seventeen on that bank holiday Monday when Todd Kearney ripped him to pieces. Yeah. I think that was about thirty. I think that might have been thirty-eight twelve. To be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Well, I think. Mm. It, Talk about belief. If that last, if it's close in that last ten minutes, then you see us. Then you'll see them who grows first, whether it's us or them in that last ten minutes. And that, yeah. and you see that in in front of your very eyes, and, and your fans, as fans, you you know deep down, don't you, that whatever yeah. is going to happen, whether we're going to score or whether we're going to concede, you can just feel it because the players can feel it and they can feel it. Either way, whether we're going to score or they're going to score. So if we're in it with about 15 minutes to go, it all comes down to belief. And I think that's an important, massively important part of sport because 
when players get tired, it's just all about sort of uh, what they call it, reflex actions. It's not about mm. who's the biggest and who's the strongest in that last sort of 15, 15 minutes. It's who wants it more. I think he's definitely very, very important that we get a good start tomorrow, Rob. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can afford to, to come into the game half cooks and give Warrington a start and make mistakes. You've got to come up, you've got to start on the front foot, haven't you? And throw the kitchen sink at Warrington. You really do, because if we go into that game half baked and go sort of 10, 12 points down early on, you can see them getting a roll on there and under in the, the sun at Warrington. You fear for us, so I think we've got to we've got to spoil it a bit early on and get in their faces and. You know, perhaps wind a few people up and, uh, you know, a few eye shots or whatever, unsettle them, get amongst them and sort Blake Austin out. And I think that's the way to go. I don't think you can go into that game and give them too much respect. You've got to rough them up a bit, I think, and, um, you know, play them at their own game. I think there's a bit of that. But then also, you, what you've got to do, uh, Cy si- I can hear the, the goal to Cy Indel in the head. Um, you know, game management, it's all about making, if you're going to give the ball to Warrington, give it them in their 10. Make them come yeah. out of that. Oh, 10. yeah. Because obviously, yeah, you talk about you know being physical and being you know aggressive, and you know there is a board, there is a line, isn't there? Where oh yeah, if you do cross it, you'll get pinged, and that puts extra pressure on us. So for me, it's more important the likes of Lewis, Lucic, Hastings, play your percentages, kick deep, and turn Warrington round, and make them come out of that ten you know ten twenty meters because that will take a lot of juice out of their tank in that and you know if they keep doing that, and then that last fifteen sort of minutes. They're running on empty, you know what I'm yeah. saying. So that is important. I, I get that. I get the physicalness being a being a derby, and you know, you know, it's, that, that's part of the process. But for me, cool heads win the day. Yeah. So yeah, and I think I think like we said before, they're a big side one into they as well. And if you can get him turning and get that kicking game right, and really ping him with that kicking game. You know, get the, get them get them tiring out. Some big wingmen there, like that Tom line. I mean, he's a, he's a good player, but I've seen him before on the telly, and you can do a job on him. Get him turning round and, and charging that ball back and wearing him out. And uh, that's the that's the way to go. Definitely, defence will, will win you that game tomorrow. Yeah, because obviously, if they continue to do that, Warrington fans don't want to see Warrington coming out of their ten all, all day. They'll put, they'll sense that you know panic because they need to find something. So as long as we're consistent with our defence and <clears throat> give away silly penalties and, and don't miss tackles, then Warrington will break in that situation. I and the pressure's, on, the pressure's on them, Rob, as well, isn't it? There's no pressure on us, really. I don't think anybody expects us to win. The old world and his wife thinks Warrington's going to win that game. Tomorrow. If you look at the pundits, I think they've got an 18-point start on the coupon as well. So, mm. Or we have, sorry. So um, no one's given us a button to win that game tomorrow. So I think we can go there and, and, and play our game, can't we? And, uh, you know, they're, they're the, the big-time Charlie's Warrington who everyone expects to breeze to, to Old Trafford. And that's what I'd be saying to the players. I was Ian Watson. they be saying, you go out there today, lads, and you enjoy the day and make it as difficult as you can for Warrington. You know, these these are the ones who want to impress their home crowd. We're going to go, go there to, to spoil it and, uh, and spoil their day. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be celebrating uh, come Easter Saturday. Yeah, definitely, mate. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Yeah, so that's the end of this week's uh, Devil Detail podcast. Another quick show, Paul. Good show. Yeah, enjoyed it, mate. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to uh, to tomorrow and uh, the whole Easter programme, to be honest with you, mate. It should should be really good. There's some cracking games on the telly as well, which I'm going to tape and, and watch when I get a chance. So, uh, love it. I love this time of year. It's like, it's like Christmas for me, Easter. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's been great. Anyway, I've been Rob Parson. Big thanks for joining us on this week's uh, Devil Detail podcast. You can find us on Facebook. Devil Detail SRD, you find us on Twitter at the ITD SRD, and you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. a day. Live. Radio Contact.